Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to your partner in Success Radio. This is where top performers share their secrets to help you achieve your personal and your professional goals. I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and together with my truly amazing guests, we bring you inspiring and actionable insights that will take your life and your business to the next level. And ranked in the top 2% globally, this podcast really is a must-listen, and it's because of my guests. It's not about me. It's them. They are fantastic. So whether you're tuning in for entrepreneurial tips, career advice, or personal development strategies, Get ready to turn inspiration into action, challenges into triumphs, and dreams into reality. And today, my guest is Scott Warwick. He is the author of Healing the Human Brain, a first-hand user's guide for rewiring your mental health. And the foreword is written by the Amen Clinics. And they posit, I went to their website, they posit that their brain imaging work clearly shows that we are not dealing with mental health issues, rather we are dealing with brain health issues that steal your mind. And that makes sense to me. So my guest, Scott Warwick, is a seasoned employment law attorney, an HR professional, and a three-time best-selling author with over 40 years of experience. And he transforms organizations through on-site coaching and training. And his acclaimed books, the three that I just mentioned, include Solve Employee Problems Before They Start. That's a number one bestseller in business and conflict resolution. And his other impactful seminars cover, I think I missed a book there. I'll I'll, I'll have you correct me just a minute, but his impactful seminars cover employment law, emotional intelligence, I can't talk, conflict resolutions, bullying, tolerance, and healing the human brain, which is what we're talking about today. And I have that book on my desk and it's going to be open during our conversation. I've read it. I read it when it landed on my doorstep a couple of months ago. And I read it again over the weekend. It is a fascinating read. So welcome to your part in Success Radio, Scott. It's good to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. And all those nice, kind things. Uh, it, it, it's, it's nice to have somebody say nice things about me. So <laughs> I love that. Thank you very much. It makes me feel good. And I wrote it down in everything. <laughs> so- oh, very cool. That's like me. If I don't have a list and things written down. You know, my mind's in three different places. Oh, I've got to have a script. I really yeah, do. I got to. I have I a squirrel to. brain. It's going to go, oh, squirrel, and off I go. So who knows yeah. what's out of my mouth. But I wanted to ask you, you wrote this book with your son, Michael. Can you share a bit about how that happened and why you wrote it? Yeah. Uh, my life is one big accident and disaster after another. And, and let me just sort of set the stage here. I am a huge, huge fan of a guy by the name of Viktor Frankl. Me too. Oh, I just love his stuff. And he has actually his book, Man's Search for Meaning, is one of it's it's like on all these lists of like top 10, top 20 books of all times that you really got to read. And what what he says, you understand who he was. He was a psychiatrist who was in the Nazi concentration camps and he said he all he, and he lived through years in there. And when they got him out, they said, what, you know, how'd you survive? And this is key. Now, he didn't understand the neuroscience behind it, but today we do. He said, I always thought there was meaning. There was a reason. There was hope for why I was going through this. I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it would be me to tell my story one day. But he said that type of inspiration kept me going. Well, That is exactly how I think we need to look at things. Uh, Bad things, and I do a lot of coaching with employees and I always am working with them on their brain health. Bad things are going to happen. It is just inevitable. It is something that is part of the human condition. The idea is how do you handle it? How do you handle it? And you always hear these stories. It's like, well, I lost my job, but I got a better one. Um, I got cancer, but I beat it. Well, I've always thought of him, and in 1993, my oldest son, Michael, was born. And you just got to picture this. I'm in my second year of law school, and I went to law school at night. I 
I come from no money. Uh, I paid for all of my degrees myself. Uh, I actually have a skull fracture from working in a steel factory, earning money for graduate school. But um, he was born. And about the age of four, three and a half, four years old, he started withdrawing. Com he was so boisterous and outgoing. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to grow up be president one day. He's got so much personality and he's so smart. He was reading at the age of two and a half, three years old. And so, um, and so then he just withdrew, he disappeared. And I'll tell you right now, we've never seen that kid again, never. And took us another seven some years to get him diagnosed. And finally it was a psychologist who diagnosed him with Asperger's autism. Uh -huh. we don't, yeah. We don't call it that anymore, but that's what it is. Right. And, and so I'm, you know, I, I was through law school then I was, I was, um, you know, working out in the real world. So we went to the absolute best top board certified psychiatrists we could find anywhere. We were told all, always the same thing. We were told, you know, it's the way his brain is wired. If it was chemical, we could probably do more with medications, drugs, but you you should prepare yourself. He might need a special high school. He might not be mainstreamed. And he very likely won't be able to handle the stress of college. So just plan on that. He probably won't go to college. And I'm like, oh my God, no, he's smart. He's tremendous IQ, but can he handle social situations? Well, I started doing my own research and I discovered, and this is all very well documented. And I will tell you, I will never say anything that I cannot enter into evidence in court. My mind works solely on evidence. If I cannot cite to something and cross cite it with something and check it, I will never say it. Okay, so I discovered that there is a huge war at the turn of the century between the neuro uh, practitioners, I mean, or the neuroscientists and the practitioners, like the you know neurologists, psychiatrists, psychologists, and the neuroscientists. And I will tell you right now, going all the way back to the time of Louis Pasteur, the researchers are always gonna win. They always win. I mean, Louis Pasteur, they threatened to put in jail because he actually threatened or actually said that doctors were killing their patients because they didn't wash their hands, which was true. Okay, that's all. I remember reading about that, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was very young. And yeah. all I think was, how did they not know this? It's common sense. Yeah, common sense is not common. No, and I will tell all these topics tie together. Okay, it is the it, it's it's doctors. Now there's wonderful doctors. My wife's an X-ray tech, and she loves these doctors. Not all doctors are like this. Most doctors are not like this. But I will tell you right now, we have a lot of doctors who are absolute emotional children. You cannot disagree with them. Oh, by the way. That's why we have two wrong site surgeries in this country every month. They, they cut what into does that the, mean? they cut in like your limbs. You're laying there. They oh, cut into the wrong, the wrong one. Yeah. I've, I've, right. yeah. yeah. And, and the reason that when you go to surgery and they, they check your arm or your leg three or four or five times, the reason they do that is because uh, if you speak up in surgery, you're probably going to be on deadpan or a bedpan duty for the rest of your life. You do not speak up and correct a doctor, even though you are required by every state requires everyone to speak up and agree that the surgeon is cutting into the correct body part. But I will tell you right now, if you do that, you're toast. OK, so uh, so anyway, I'm dealing with these emotional children. I discovered you actually grow a hundred thousand new brain cells every month baby brain cells. They are sitting in your brain. Uh, my dad is in a nursing home, not doing very well, but his brain is still growing additional connections. So you and I, right up until we die, we are going to grow 100,000 new brain cells every month. And each one of those new neurons, brand new, will grow 10 to maybe 100 connections. So how do you actually rewire the brain? with those million new connections every month, but you got to treat your brain right. Well, I was researching all this stuff and then I ran across the Amen clinics and they actually said that they can improve and maybe cure certain brain disorders. And I started to learn, don't ever, ever,
never, ever talk about a mental disorder. They are all brain disorders. They're brain damage. So talking about mental illness is like you breaking your ankle and going to your doctor. And he says, well, it hurts, doesn't it? And you say, yeah, it hurts. Well, I'm going to give you this pain medication. That pain's going to go away. Well, yeah, it will go away. But now you're going to walk on it. And you're going to make it worse. That is exactly what 7.2 billion people on this planet do. And, and so, no, no, we're not going to talk about the pain in your ankle. We're going to talk about the bone. We treat the brain like it doesn't exist. No, there is no such thing as a mental disorder. There's no such thing. There is a brain damage issue. And so I flew with Michael. He was only 12 years old and got his brain, a nuclear spec scan, which will watch you think. Okay. And I'll tell you, it's not an MRI. An MRI is a souped up x-ray on steroids, very clear, but it's a structural exam. So if a football player has a concussion or a knee injury, they're going to go in there and they're going to scan the brain. They're going to you know, do, do the x-ray on the knee or something. An x-ray looks the same on a live person as a dead one. There's no difference. It's looking at pure structure, like bleeds, tears, clots, things like that. This is very different. Going to put him in, you know, inject him with a radioactive isotope called Ceratec. And that acts like a locomotive and it's going to take the nuclear uh, uh, injection to the brain. You can watch somebody think. You can watch it heat up and you can see, literally see the damaged areas. And that's where you focus with medication, but that's also where you focus to heal. Michael's brain was a disaster in 2006. It explained everything, the lack of coordination, everything. So I kept reading and reading and reading and learning more from the Amen clinics. We put Michael through a whole battery of, of therapies, a uh, whole new diet, okay, all kinds of new things, water, everything. And we took him back in 2008. The whole family went this time. His brain was about 15% rewired. And I put them in the book. I show people this was his brain in 2006. Here's his brain in 2008. And you can look at it and you can see it. It is so much better. But my wife said, hey, while we're here, you're also getting a scan. And I said, no, I don't need a scan. It's, it's all, you know, we're here to get Michael's scan. No. And she looked at me and she said, no, you're getting a scan. You're nuts. You are nuts. And now understand, um, I thought it was perfectly normal. I thought people do this. This is what people do. And they scan my brain. And understand, it's not just the scan. We had about six hours of intake and review. Okay, so I've never seen any process as thorough. Nothing that I've ever seen for the brain is as thorough. And my brain and my intake, my brain lit up like a Christmas tree. I had, oh my God, raging post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, see the comparison. Michael was born this way, okay? I developed it. And it's from years of abuse, going all the way back to childhood, years of abuse, okay? Uh, and so we both got on our horses and we put together programs, okay? Um, you know, water, uh, you gotta drink half your weight in ounces in water every day. I Vitamin. do, I love Oh yeah. Water. Well, we talked before, you're a big water drinker. It's my favorite beverage. If I'm in a restaurant or I'm somebody's home, they don't even ask me anymore. You just want water with lemon. Yes, I do. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I'm going to drink. And you know, I'll tell you, I've been doing these programs. I've been doing the, the program for like eight years, but the book came out a year ago this month. I am, I'd like to write another edition because I have so many good researchers out there. Thousands of people send me stuff. And I will tell you, it is so cool. And um, and I just did a, 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 a session on proper management and harassment and resolving conflict. And my client came out and gave me all these packets and all these vitamins and everything because every people want to see you do better. But what I've discovered is that you have hope. You, 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 not your doctor, okay? If... If you had a heart attack, okay, we Americans would take our pills. We are Olympic champions. 
I won't. I, oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah. If you yeah. get sick in my house, this is a God's honest truth. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar, organic mm -hmm. apple cider vinegar, unbuffered aspirin. And I do have some, um, what do you call it, Benadryl, because I'm allergic to anything that flies and stings. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. So my if you get sick too. in my house, you better go find your own pharmacy. I can't help you. Then you're a good example here. You're real good. Now, you say you have heart problems. Okay. Now, just use your common sense. What would the doctor tell you to do? And innately, what do you know that you need to do to take care of your heart? What would you do? So many things. First of all, you need to take care of your health, lose weight, drink more water, get some mild exercise. You you need to, I don't know. Do you know what the, the Heart Math Institute is? No. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I follow them a lot, but you have to be aware of what your heart is doing and how you can heal it, which sounds kind of silly, but if you're not aware and you're just layering medication on top of medication, oh. I think you're killing yourself. I'm loving this. I am just loving this. Okay. Because I'll tell you right now, statistically 20% of everybody who is taking psychiatric medications right now are on the right ones. I've never, and I, I'll tell you, um, I have never seen anybody. And I've sent, when I coach people, uh, I always talk about healing the brain and how to make their brain better. Because if I'm coaching somebody, what that means is that uh, they have a behavioral problem. I am usually the last thing standing between them and the door. And I will tell you the vast, vast, vast majority of my clients within six to eight, nine months are sleeping better. They're more calm. They're more focused because we're healing the brain. And well, you have to be in control of it is what I'm hearing from right. you. You're in charge. Listen, right. I never hand over my anything to anybody else. I want, I want to research it. I want to know what they're thinking. Right. I want to know why they're telling me this. I may buy it. I may not right. buy into it. I may not, but I'm going to ask a lot of questions and then ultimately right. I'm going to make the decision. That is what we want when you have heart issues. But that is not what happens when we have a quote, quote, mental issue, which is a brain damage issue. We take our pills and we don't reduce our stress. And, and we'll talk a lot about distress here from people. Uh, we don't we drink our water. We, most people don't even know this stuff. And so didn't make a long story short, man, I've got a, uh, like I show when I'm doing a, a, a seminar and it's in the book, like 12 things. I, I get monthly massages. So COVID really hurt me. Uh, I take two packets of mega vitamins every day, every day and on and on. In 2020, in the middle of COVID, August, Michael and I drove the 400 miles to rest in Virginia. Had We both had our follow-up scans. See how we're doing. Uh, my brain is 85 or so percent cured. Clean, clear. It's almost normal. Okay. Michael's is 75% rewired. It's now do not misunderstand me. This is not a cure for autism, but um, all this progress for all these years, he went on, graduated from Ohio State University. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble here. The Ohio State University uh, with honors. And then I took him to Chicago. He got accepted at Roosevelt University and he went up. We took him up there. I dropped this kid with Asperger's autism, left him pretty much by the Buckingham Fountain in the business district of Chicago and left him there. And he thrived. He graduated with a 3.91 grade point average. Now, in January, we got a couple of interviews set up with different doctoral programs. Uh, in a few years, he'll be Dr. Michael Morgan. That's amazing. You know what, though? I heard myself say that's amazing. It is and it isn't. This is what you can do when you take responsibility for you, for your family, yeah. and you just keep going at it until you've got the answers and you don't yeah. give up. Well, yeah. And I will tell you, um, it, it it changed my, I mean, I can tell you, I thought, and again, I've sent over 40 people to go get brain scan. Not everybody needs a brain scan. You need to start taking care of yourself. You need to learn what damages your brain and what heals it. 
and let it do when it naturally does okay but most people when we have these conversations have no idea at all and i'll tell you the big one uh, overwhelmingly if if you are working in an in a company or an organization where there's bullying good old-fashioned bullying and you always know it because you get this tight feeling in your gut which is you going into fight or flight sunday night you know just yeah. thinking about going into that going on monday yep oh yeah yeah and i'll tell you right now when when your car won't start that is stressful okay when you lose your phone i mean oh my gosh an american lose your phone you'd rather lose a kidney right um oh my gosh my phone that is distress that is but when your distress comes from another human being your body knows that cell phone isn't going to kill you but your body knows that other human very likely might you release three times the cortisol and adrenaline in your body and here's the kicker 20 percent of that is going to go right to two percent of your body weight your brain and your brain actually feels like soft room temperature butter you will damage it in a very short period of time and and so what are the stats? 75 to 85%, depending on what stat you look at, whether it's Gallup poll or whoever, Harris poll, a low of 75% of Americans are miserable at work, a high of maybe 85%. And it's all because of the bullying we are today. And we were talking about this before we got started. People today, they we, we don't have discourse. We don't discuss things and try to resolve the problem. People take their personal views and use it like they are radical religious nuts. Now, nothing against religious people. I, I'm a Christian and I, I value everybody's uh, religion, but we don't do the Spanish Inquisition anymore. You don't go and torture people because they disagree. Today, and this is what I use as an example, Pick any lunchroom in this country, no, any lunchroom in the world and put a pin in it. And we're going to go to that lunchroom. We're going to bring in free pizza. We're going to bring in, I mean, all kinds of stuff to drink and everything. And we're going to have a good, honest, intellectual discussion about abortion. Oh, okay. No, yeah. <laughs> okay. Denise, what's going to happen? <laughs> I, I'm laughing because it's, it's ridiculous. You're not going to have any kind of logical discussion about anything like that. It's not too many people, too many varying attitudes no. and you know, ingrained biases. It's not going to happen. Emotional children. And I will tell you right now, I, I, I have a lot of uh, fire stations for clients. Just kind of works out that way. Oh, when you get into the holidays, EMS runs. Someone's going to stab somebody else. Uncle Frank is going to st stab Aunt Mary with a fork because she's a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter or, you know, here's my thing. Do you realize what you, if you are a bully or if you are being bullied, do you realize that it would be better to go and smoke? Smoking will shorten. If you smoke, you got about a 60% chance of dying prematurely, which is not good. Everybody knows that. If you live, and why is work so important? We spend most of our waking hours there. But you don't want bullies at home either. If you no. work and live with a bully, you have doubled your chance of premature death. It's 40% worse. And here's the kicker. Cortisol, we've just discovered in the last few years, cortisol, flooding your brain with cortisol causes Alzheimer's cells to grow. You will get Alzheimer's. I know. And I've listen, I don't know if we discussed this during our pre-interview, which by the way, for our audience was fascinating. I think we talked for about an hour mm -hmm. and we were saying we could have just recorded this and called it good. It was weird. Well, I love it. I love it. We covered so much, but I can't you were talk we were talking about the Amen Clinic and you I think were a bit surprised that I was aware of them. And I'll tell you mm -hmm. why I was. Some years ago I had a lovely client. She passed away in 2016, but her name 
was Susan Corkin, Suzanne Corkin, I'm sorry. Okay. And she was a professor of neuroscience at the Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences at MIT. And she studied for many, many years a patient called HM. And he was a man with memory loss. Mm -hmm. She met him in 62 and studied him till his death in 20, 2008, I believe it was. He was given a I think it was a bilateral bilateral lobectomy. Yeah. So he had short-term he amnesia. She could meet him and then 10 minutes later meet him and she'd have to introduce and she worked with him for decades. She knew him. She knew him <laughs> very well. And you know, yeah, then she, we were talking a bit about the Amen Clinic and off I went. You know, I wanted to know more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens is you start learning this, and it's like, and, and I'll tell you right now. It is coming so fast and furious. Harvard is now doing studies that show working in a good environment. So let's get away from the negative. Working in a good environment is therapy. You are releasing, and I'll tell you, I always love this. Well, I got to reduce my stress. No, I want to increase your stress. You will always have stress. Okay, you will always have stress. It's like if you have a glass of water and it is clear, just a glass of clean water, but let's say that you want um, iced tea. We have another glass of iced tea. And let's say you cannot just dump water out because you're always going to have stress. You've got it. So what do you do? You pour the iced tea into the glass of the water. And eventually what's going to happen, all the clean water goes away, all the clear water goes away. And now you've got iced tea. That is exactly, not figuratively, that is exactly how cortisol and adrenaline versus eustress chemicals. And eustress chemicals are dopamine, which is the motivation drug, oxytocin, which makes you happy, endorphins, which kill pain, serotonin that defeats and overcomes depression. And my favorite, I call it the Betty White drug because Betty White, sharp as a tack, 10 days short of a, or one month short of a hundred, uh, telomerase, telomerase. I call it blue goo. It goes in it when you hang around good people, when you go bowling, when you enjoy the holidays, when you let other people disagree, okay? Honestly, you and I, you could be far, far, far right Trumpster. I could be far, far, far left Biden. We're good. It's okay. You're still a good person. We just disagree. That's okay. When I disagree you, with myself every now and then. Oh. And I have internal conversations and I'm very serious about them. Oh, They're so yeah. serious that I wind up just sitting on the floor laughing at myself because I'm ridiculous. Well, not everything's clear cut, is it? No. Yeah. And I tell you, if I if I can't defend my position calmly, then I got to rethink my position and I will rethink my position. But all those chemicals, telomerase is released into your body naturally, it will seek out, it will find your strands of DNA surround them. And these little tips on your DNA, everybody knows what DNA looks like. It's that ladder looking thing, you know? You got the tips, which are telomeres. Every time, and here's why distress makes you age. The, the distress, the cortisol and adrenaline is just flooding your body. So the cells in your body have to reproduce and reproduce. The cells in your body can only reproduce so many times. Okay, that's why Lincoln looked so virile in 1960, and he looked like he was death warmed over in 19, or I'm sorry, 1860 and 1865. He'd used up all of his telomeres. But when you, so basically what happens is when you use up those little ends that like the tips on your shoelaces, when you use those up, the DNA literally unravels and dies. What well, sense yeah no, what, what telomeres does what telomeres yeah, what, does is it it protects those telomeres and they grow back gotcha i remember at 9 11 you know when president oh. bush was first elected he was a pretty young looking guy yeah and by the beginning of his second term he looked like he had aged two decades it was horrible he had look at bill clinton too look at them all yeah you know i figured it was kind of funny because they're making jokes about how presidents age well this is why and, you know, Barack Obama came in, he looked so young and virile. And I heard a comedian once say, you know, give him, you know, he's gonna be in there, you know, like, he got elected a second time. And so it's like, boy, by the end of his second term, man, he's gonna look like Grady from Sanford and Son. And I'm like, yeah, he probably, yeah, but he takes good care of himself. But that is what the job does to you. 
Well, you've got stuff coming at you from every, I mean, you can't breathe. I, I don't see how anybody can do that job. No, yeah, but no, you're talking no. about telomeres, and I'm on your book, page 129. Yeah. And this little quote box in here, it says, for every year you age chronologically in high distress environments, you actually cut six years off of your life. That's true. So from bullying and from being in a high stress environment and not getting yourself out of that high stress environment, you are actually damaging yourself. It, and I will tell you right now, and, and this is not an exaggeration. We, it would be healthier for you to smoke. That's how bad this is. Now, I'm not saying go smoke. No. But, you know, think about this. If we're in any office in this country, and, you know, this is just the way things are going now. If you light up a cigarette, somebody's going to come over and say, oh, you really can't do this because you're going to help them. Hey, you're going to get in trouble. You can't do this. But we let bullies walk around and they spread their stink like Pepe Le Pew. And nobody says a word. They let them do it. They are killing you. And so I like to change environments. All three of my books, the first one is on emotional intelligence and conflict. The second one is, is living the five skills of tolerance. And it's all about, I am going to be tolerant, which is now a, a mandate by the EEOC and the United States Supreme Court. And it doesn't mean I'm going to tolerate you. What it means is I'm not going to pick on you because you disagree with me. You believe what you want to believe. You believe what you want to believe, but I'm going to control your behavior. And I'll tell you, you are not going to pick on people. And if you don't do those things, you will damage your brain just like I did. And, and that's when you really, really, really seriously need the third book, <laughs> The Healing the Human Brain. So they all, it actually is a trilogy. And people ask me, which one should I read first? Healing the Human Brain, without a doubt. Healing the Human Brain. Because most people who you know who have prescription drug coverage 80-ish percent of them, 70 to 80 percent are on psychiatric medications and all psychiatric medications. Okay, that's wonderful. You got a 20 percent chance of getting the right one. But even if you do, okay, all that does is calm the brain down. Now, you ever notice that people might even get on the right medication and they feel really good, but five or six, seven years later, they got to up the meds. They got to get a, a bigger dose. No, I haven't. But you know, you talk about prescription drugs and I don't have any in my house. I had yeah. um, surgery not so long ago. And the the um, anesthesiologist said, I don't see any, you know, prescriptions on your chart. And I said, I don't take any. He said, really? So I really mm -hmm. don't. But what worries me about prescriptions is antibiotics. Those are so grossly overused. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now people are becoming now we're getting these super bugs. But, you know, I, I'll tell you, it's amazing because a lot of folks and it's exactly like you were saying earlier, you don't if you are on medication, don't just take the pill. Take care of your body. Mm -hmm. people, people continue to abuse their brain because they don't understand how the brain works. They don't realize that that emotional child doctor is killing you or that emotional child supervisor is killing you. And you beat your brain even worse. And so guess what? Even if you were lucky enough to have psychiatric medications work, they don't work now because you kept pounding your brain. It, again, it's like going to the doctor with a broken ankle. Maybe they gives you pain medication, but the real answer is you got to fix the ankle. We don't fix the brain because we don't understand it because most people just don't have never heard this stuff. If you and I were talking and doing this as a discussion in front of neuroscientists, they'd be bored to death. Oh, oh. Well, this is old stuff to them. Huh? We're fascinating, but I get it. You know, they, and they know better. You know, they, oh, yeah. they're, they're doing, I get it. We're all experts at something or several something. So yeah. I understand that kind of bias towards, you know, I'm not going to listen to this. I already know this. Right, but right. But you do have to listen. But here's the thing, and, and you've brought this up time and time again, and it's so important. We don't understand our brains. We hmm. know we have one. And for the most part, they work okay, we think. But yeah. it never occurs to many, many people to say, hey, it can be fixed. Listen, our bodies are miracles. We can yes. cure ourselves and fix ourselves of so many things if we'll just get out of the damn way. You're so right. 
get out of your own way. And, and people, well, I'll tell you one thing that I did to myself that was, you know, I was, you know, uh, raised that, hey, you, you know, you're tough it out. You tough it out. No, Navy SEALs are tough. Our soldiers are tough. And, but understand, I don't care how tough you are, but your brain feels like soft room temperature butter. It is subject to cortisol and adrenaline that will destroy it. I'll tell you, we have four times as many soldiers here back in the United States, presumably safe, that are killing themselves than what got killed in battle. I know the suicide rate is just horrifying. Oh, and they're not getting the information they need. I, I, and I'll tell you, I have reached out to several veterans groups. I have reached out to uh, uh, the VAs and things like this. They want to hear it. And if this is, I like the old definition is what, what is insanity? It's doing the same thing again and again and again and again and expecting a different result. Yep. Mental health discussions. I've I've never now I'm sure there's somebody out there that does it, but I go to a lot of these different conferences all over the country. And I'll tell you, I was out in San Francisco, your old stomping ground, doing a conference out there. And it was for mental health, which kind of bothers me. Nobody talked about the brain. Not one person. And when I started saying you don't want to focus on mental health. You want to focus on your brain. And, and there's a big difference. Even I know that. Oh, yeah. And it's why wouldn't they want it to? I mean, we all look, I don't know about you. I can feel my brain. I can feel when I'm getting tired. I'll mm-hmm. start to get a little, you, you know, where your soft spot is. Yeah, when, you I, do. when I know that there's my soft spot starting to hurt, I know a migraine's coming and I did it to myself. So I take immediate action. Yeah. 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 No, it's your body telling you. And and I'll tell you that. And I, it's kind of funny. I'll ask how many people have ever had that job where your gut just tightens up and you, you get sick. And one woman, she actually spoke up and said, oh, yeah, she said, I had this job. I would literally try to keep from throwing up. I kept uh, Gaviscon in uh, my car to keep from throwing up. And I'm like, now think about this. Your body is telling you something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I took on a client about six months ago that I had, you know, I, I had some thoughts about doing. I didn't want to, but she was referred by a very good friend. And I, you know, made sure that it was a three-month contract because yeah. I wasn't sure how good it was going to go. Two months in, I fired her because I was eating Tums. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm not going to live like this. Yeah, no, you're so right. I mean, I tell you, I don't litigate anymore. Uh, and I will tell you, last year, 2022, we set a record for attorney suicides. Now, let me just, oh, oh. yeah, for, for actually litigators. Now. Yeah, litigators. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, it is amazing uh, the the unprofessionalism, the um, absolute horrendous way that attorneys treat each other. I mean, I will tell you point blank, I've caught the Ohio Attorney General's office committing and suborning perjury i'm not surprised oh yeah yeah so many ugly things going on like people have no more morals or coups in some way morals and coups don't necessarily go together but that's what popped into my head well yeah and and you think about it this beating up of each other and this treatment they wake up the next day saying okay i'm over it no you've damaged your brain from what you put yourself into and, and I'll tell you, the other thing to think about, your brain is actually, when it comes to this type of distress, particularly from people or maybe literally getting shot at in a war, your brain is the first to go. It gets 20% of all that cortisol and adrenaline and only makes up 2% of your body weight. It's made of, it feels like soft butter. If, if you are losing your hair, if you wake up in the middle of the night upset, if you start to get a rash or something like this from the stress, your brain's already damaged. It's the first organ to go. And, and I'll tell you, I had a, a great case a few years ago. Um, I mean, I had a sexual harasser and this sexual harasser, I mean, these guys are not criminal masterminds, just to let you know, okay? He is having sex on his desk. He's a CEO with female employees. And then he's texting about it. 
What? Yeah, yeah. He just, I mean, he's he's a he's a pervert and he's an emotional child. He thinks he's God. And uh, this was, you know, over in Indiana. And um, the CEO uh, was now harassing a friend of mine, the chief operating officer. And she came to me and everything. So it is amazing. Now, see how we protect bullies and what's happening. Um, I had all these texts. I had all this evidence, all this stuff. And in a sexual harassment case, to have direct evidence like that, that is so unusual. Okay. But she was the COO. So she had access to everything. And so I went to the board and I said, look, uh, my client, and I didn't tell him who my client was. I said, my client does not want to see the guy fired, but wants him to get help, wants this to stop and, and is coming to you to help. And let's, let's make sure this guy has an examination. Let's make sure that this guy has standards set for him and all kinds of stuff. They were all very agreeable. Okay. As soon as I left, they wanted to find out who the person was and they went to immediately protect the sexual harasser. Uh, make a long story short, um, another they called another attorney in to investigate. And this in, attorney said, oh, you got to fire him. He is a pig. This guy is psycho. He's got to go. So they fired him. And boy, they made my client's life hell. Because she came forward and let them know that it was her. They made her life hell. I mean, just terrible. So now we've got, I mean, I'll tell you, I got all these texts. I got all this stuff. It is a million dollar case. It is a million dollar case. I've got them. Now, her hair's falling out. She has, yeah, she has blood in her uh, intestines. No. Okay. Body. Now, yeah, there you go. So we settled for a quarter of a million. Why? And I told her, I said, you're not going to survive. Okay. These, these, this oh, is. What I see what you're talking. She just yeah. couldn't take much more of it, needed to settle and And, and I hate this phrase, move on, but that's yeah. all I can come up with. You got to, because honestly, I said, you are, you're in the middle of a war zone and they are going to attack you. And honestly, this is what lawyers do. Now, by the way, the attorney just defended this. Uh, we, we're going to sue him individually, the CEO uh, and the, the organization. It was amazing. They were coming after her with everything, like like old, like she asked for it, or he was just kidding and all this stuff. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so we won unanimously at Indiana Civil Rights. That you that went before the commission, argued the case for four hours. We won hands down. And I told her afterwards, I said, Yeah, you're gonna win this. But honestly, and I showed her my scans. I said, This is where you probably are right now. Okay. Uh, you you're not gonna survive. This will kill you. And and it's really interesting. So she took the money, uh, went to another place. She's now just about running that other agency. Okay. And guess what? They protected their friend and the board found him another job running another facility down in Southern Indiana. Why? I, I This is what I don't, you know, I'm watching the whole Harvard thing going on right now. Yep. I think the world is, I'm flummoxed. It's like, yep. where is the logic behind yep. any of this? Protect your own. He's one of ours. We're going to be, and this is Harvey Weinstein. This is Bill Cosby. This right. is Jerry Sandusky. This is again and again and again and again. And I'll tell you, you know what the EEOC said about bullies? If you're being harassed, if you're being harassed, um, what you want to do, uh, leave. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. Don't report it. Because that organization will get you. And they will, they, they will destroy your mental health. That is exactly what uh, Dr. Cortina from University of Michigan, who is on this EEO board, research board said, said, don't trust the company because they will that get is too bad. Yeah. That that's the society we live in. And that's why our mental health is crap. Those 40 people over, over 40, I'm like up to 46 now that I've sent for scans. Every single one of them thought they were normal. They were all as bad as me. And some of them were worse. And people ask why I'm an introvert. <laughs> you know, I like people just fine for about 59 and three quarter minutes. And after that, I got to go. I yeah. 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 More. But think about the experiences. Now let's go back to the positive. Think of Betty White. You know, she was, she was tough. You did not push 
Betty right on all four foot 10 of her or whatever. My aunt knew Betty White. My work, she worked out in Hollywood and said, oh my gosh, she said, oh yeah, people would come up to Betty White and they say, hey, you want to, you want to hear something really bad? And she'd say, no, <laughs> why, why would I want to do that? She, good sense of humor, negative people, she got them out of her life. Well, guess what? The neurons in your brain actually have a life expectancy of 120 years. I knew that. And I listened to Greg Braden quite a bit. And I've heard this over, not from just him, but a lot of people. But we're supposed to live to be well into our hundreds and we're not. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you think about it, your 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 elbows are going to give out. They're mechanical. Your knees are going to give out. Eventually, those are going to give out. But nothing in your brain moves. It's all electrical and chemical. So, but what do we do? We do all the things we're not supposed to do. And we start to burn out our short-term memory by the time we're in our 50s. And certainly by the time we're in our 60s. And you're not even halfway there. So, but the good news is if you get on your horse and you start getting the toxic people out of your life or change your work environment, change your environment. I'll tell you, my job, when I go in someplace to train, I scare the bejeebies out of everybody. Okay. <laughs> because, tell me. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want this? This is what's going to happen to you. So don't come crying in 15 years when you have Alzheimer's. I don't want to hear it. If you smoked for 40 years, don't come crying that you got lung cancer. Don't come crying about it. You asked for it. And I will tell you that is now there's lots of ways to get Alzheimer's. Don't get me wrong. But one sure way to really increase those odds is to work with bullies or to be a bully. All right. So don't do that. You know, it's like licking an outlet every day. That's bad for you. Mama says, don't put your fingers on the stove. Oops, too yep. late. <laughs> yeah, and we keep doing it. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, you know, I have always, maybe I'm wrong, and this is what I wanted to ask you. I have always thought that one of the biggest problems that we have in our bodies and in our brains is inflammation, pure and simple. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's exactly what cortisol, you know, you, know, you, you hear somebody um, complain that their hair's falling out that they, they, they are under stress. My hair's okay. You have two uh, defense systems. One are your T cells. And we learned all about those with HIV. They come out and they eat the germs and everything, but you're actually right. If you twist your ankle, it's going to swell. That's inflammation. Well, and when you flood your body with massive amounts of cortisol and adrenaline, your entire body starts to swell. That is why you start to lose your hair. Oh, and that will aggravate your rheumatoid arthritis, mm -hmm. your diabetes. And now there's studies showing that can actually cause rheumatoid arthritis and diabetes. Interesting. Oh, yeah. and I think our diet, I don't think, I know that our diet contributes to so much of oh, what yeah. ails us. Listen, I, you know, I live in the deep South and we eat a lot of fresh, you know, seafood and fish mm -hmm. and alligator, which is yummy, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll walk into my favorite grocery store, which is home, homegrown. It's, you know, born and raised here in Southwest Louisiana. Mm. And when you walk in, it's, it's almost a tale of two stores. When you walk in, it's beautiful. The light is low. It's got wood floors or what passes for wood floors. Yeah. It's got these piles of gorgeous homegrown you know, fruits and vegetables and you go to the seafood counter and it just came literally off of the, out of the Gulf that oh, morning. And then, you know, you get everything you need over there, fresh breads, you know, fresh bakery. I don't eat a lot of bread, but then you wander over to the other side of the store and it's a marked difference. I mean, it, I feel my mood change when I cross over that invisible barrier because wow. now the floor is linoleum. It's got harsh lighting up above mm. you all that crap on the shelves is bright and pretty and it looks delicious lick the box there's no more nutrients in there you <laughs> must <laughs> just eat the darn box they, they can be true. Fiber. Oh, maybe yeah. 
I don't know, but you know, I mean, you can tell, and I can physically and emotionally feel the difference when I pass from one side of the store to the other. And every time I go in there, I'm thinking, why do we allow this to happen to ourselves? Yeah. We can tell if we're paying any attention at all that the stuff on this side of the store is going to hurt us. Right. And you will hurt your brain first. I mean, we talked about what's in your blood with cortisol and adrenaline. 25% of everything you eat goes to fuel 2% of your body. Your brain is the hardest working organ you got. And if you ever watch the movie Super Size Me with Morgan Spurlock, and he eats uh, McDonald's uh, every meal for 30 days, okay? And you start to see depression, all kinds of things. Absolutely, because of the diet. McDonald's has a big, big role. And I'm just picking on them. They're just the biggest. But they play a big role in the absolute destruction of our mental health. Okay. And again, all 40-some people that I sent to go get their brain scan thought they were normal, and they had severe damage. Is it from just the way we treat ourselves internally and externally? That's a big part. Yeah, yeah. And now there's all kinds of ways to damage your brain. Okay, there's all kinds of ways. Okay, but what most of us do, it is self-inflicted. And the reason it's self-inflicted is because we live in such, well, first of all, we don't drink the water we need, all these other things. But the single greatest threat to most people's brain is are the people they hang around. And the reason being is it's that flooding of cortisol and adrenaline. It's so much. It is like almost like just going out every day. And when you fill up your car, you don't put it in the tank. You pour it all over the inside and the outside of the car. A little bit of cortisol is good. But oh my gosh, what we are doing to ourselves and to each other. Most people are absolutely miserable at work. And it is overwhelmingly because of the bullies, the way we take that home with them there, if they're miserable at work, they're not going to park that in the car and leave it in the driveway. That's going home with them. Oh, absolutely. And I just love this. Well, leave your problems at home. Well, yeah, if you're multiple personality, like Sybil, (laughs) sure, you just pass it off to another person. No, people don't, you don't understand how people operate, how people work. And that's, you, you don't just leave your problems where you are. And particularly, if you actually care about something, okay? So no, it is, I mean, I've been down this road. Michael and I are human guinea pigs. That is what we are. Yeah, I know. I gathered that from your book and from the conversation that we had some months ago. Yeah, and but I will tell you, and we licked a lot of toads. Some things just didn't really seem to pan out for us, but I can tell you point blank that what, and, and my program is not the same as Michael's. I don't go, long distance running. Uh, Michael does. Okay. So uh, he likes to eat his salads uh, just raw because he doesn't want the dressing. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather eat my shoe. Uh, I have nice. I have to have dressing. I love salads, but I've got to have something dribbled on them. I do too. I do too. And it's a real treat for me when somebody recommends or I try a new type because it kind of breaks it up. And so, um, but you know, all, all roads lead to Rome. And so, you know, if you, um, I got people that absolutely hate to drink water. Great. Go and get like, like sweet leaf drops on Amazon. Uh, there's all kinds of other things out there that people will, you know, say, hey, I tried this, I tried this. And some of them have vitamins in it and stuff like this. There are more ways today to eat healthy and, and to eat organic than we've had in years, but we need that so bad because of the way our food is produced. Um, I mean, it's like like uh, we get so much more food out of one square acre, but there's only so many vitamins and minerals in that soil. So you see, if if you ate an orange for the vitamin A in 1970, okay, if you wanted the same amount of vitamin A from that orange, you would have to eat six to eight oranges today. Well, and everything is, you know, been bio changed. It's, yeah. it's most of our food is suspect in my opinion, but right. 
what we're talking about here is we do this to ourselves, whether we're aware of it or not. The damage that we do to ourselves is us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so you see, and it's kind of funny. I'll have someone say, okay, what's the one thing I got to do? Uh, I said, well, if you're worried about the one thing you're going to do, it ain't going to work. No, it's not like that. It is the way you live. And the number one thing to really take a look at, make sure that you excise as many bullies out of your life as possible. And, and that's why I family. I mean, people say, oh, yeah, but that's my part. Down here, Paran means godfather. And you, that's my Paran. That's my uncle. You know, I don't care. If yeah. he's a jerk, don't talk to him again. Get oh, rid yeah. of him. You know, I tell you, when you talk about that, that is exactly right. You got to look to see who do you excise. And I've got folks that, no, they are not allowed in my life. I dropped clients, clients that paid me a lot of money. And I'm like, no, you're, I'm, I'm never going back. I am never going back. And you're not worth the cortisol and adrenaline. And the uh, same way, I pay very close attention to how I feel when I'm around people or if I'm just talking with them on the phone or if I'm physically in front of them. I'm paying attention. If the hair on my arms is raising, I'm out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's and, and I'll tell you, there are family members that are killing you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So, but, and, and I'll tell you, the thing is, too, this is, this is almost like a hundred years ago when we act, not even, fit, you know, probably more like 50 years ago, whatever, we were actually arguing and debating whether or not Smoking was bad for you. This is a ridiculously stupid conversation. Okay. Even Mark Twain called uh, smoking cigars tobacco chest. Right, right. And I think Earl Nightingale did a, he's one of my favorite people oh, to yeah. listen to. And he is, you know, my friend Ben Gay III worked with him and hired him for a lot of things. And he said, you know, mm -hmm. Earl Nightingale literally had the voice of God. He just had this magnificent voice. But I think he did commercials for cigarettes. Here's the thing. And right now we're hearing a lot of follow the science, follow the science. No. Science to me is meant to be disturbed. You know, you have these ideas, they can be proven, and then they're born to be disproven. And I don't, I don't follow the science. I follow what I think about most things. Well, you know, I think you do your own research. Yep. And I'll tell you, the internet is, that sword swings both ways. You can find anything you want on the internet. But I don't, I, I gravitate to the uh, research institutes. I mean, like, you know, Harvard, you know, um, UCLA, Cambridge, things like this, uh, the National Institute of Mental Health. Okay, they've got some really good stuff. Who said, actually, that spec scans is the new frontier for diagnosing uh, mental slash brain disorders? Okay, things like this. So there's good stuff out there, and you research it and then cross-check it. you got to spend your time. And it's like, I've had folks want to get their brain scanned. I said, well, you got to go to the Amen clinics, get comfortable. You need to spend a couple of hours. And I'll get, oh my gosh, a couple hours. I'm like, do you really think that your brain isn't worth a couple hours? I mean, come on. Research is very tedious, but if you want to know what you're doing, that's what you do. And then let's go to what you just said. What works for you? Does this settle in your gut? Does this... Yeah. You have to, critical thinking is a skill that some of us have, some of us don't, mm -hmm. but you can't learn it if you're paying attention. So I'm going to strongly recommend that anybody listening to us, you know, dive into your critical thinking skills and start paying attention to who you are, how you feel, and not what the next step is, what the, you know, not what the first step is, what is the next step for your health and for your, your mental well-being. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, just an easy rule of thumb, and we got to start thinking of it this way. If you thought of your brain the same way you take care of your heart, and we know you're supposed to take care of your heart, you'll be fine. You know, no cardiologist would ever tell you to work around schmoes. <laughs> no, no, get the ball. I work with this bully every day, and he makes me want to throw up. Oh, my gosh, almost any, well, any cardiologist is going to tell you, well, you got to get out of there. And this is what gets me. I talk to find another job. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't do that. 
And I'm like, do you realize that in the next 20 years, Alzheimer's is expected to triple? Oh, my God. And, and I'll tell you, my dad, we we're trying to find, you know, actually, I had someone, a friend of mine, I was the guardian, uh, my best friend, his brother was in a terrible accident. I tried to find him a, a care facility, a full care facility that was locked down. And um, it was very difficult. And, and, and at the same time, I also saw that they had these Alzheimer's unit. I couldn't find an open bed anywhere. And that, that's terrifying. That's today. Wait for 20 years. It's going to triple. And and I can tell you what we're talking about here. This is a big, big reason why. It's not the only reason, but, you know, I always hear this. Well, other things cause this. Well, yeah, but why would you, you know, it's like, well, I didn't get uh, lung cancer from smoking, but I'll bet you that asbestos that I put in my ceiling last year probably had something to do with it. Well, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't do that either. So there's lots of things you can do that will destroy your health. And I will tell you, if you live like a typical American, where the typical American eats 25% of their meals, fast food, where they do not exercise, where they absolutely hate their job and the people they work with, you're going to die young. And actually, by the time you do die, you'll be welcoming it. That's what I was going to say. You'll be happy to go get yeah. off this planet. You know what I wrote down because I've heard this phrase before from other guests and you know, just from me poking around. But I had not heard this until some time ago, maybe a couple of years ago, and that's brain calories. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 they got to be healthy. I mean, you got your brain. You know, that's one thing to really think about for your brain. You have fat in your brain, but the fat protects the neurons. You do not have fat reserves like like we have around our body. So. You know, if if you went two or three, four days, you're not going to be comfortable not eating, but you're not going to starve because you have these fat reserves. OK, uh, and actually the human body is trying to put on fat because Fred Flintstone years ago didn't necessarily know if he was going to find food. So that's what we do. But your brain doesn't work like that. Your brain has no metabolic reserve, no fat reserves. So whatever you eat right now is going to go right to your brain. So that's why if, you know, it's kind of funny at holiday parties or something, you'll bring in like cookies and all this stuff. And I'll see people just try to eat every cookie, try to eat all these donuts. Well, and then in an hour or so, or like, like in 10, 15 minutes, they're going to have a headache. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I have a headache just listening to that. And I was thinking while you're talking, my brain is going to have crawfish in about 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 And, but you know, it, it, you think about it, what your grandma told you, Oh, that's going to, that, you that, are what you eat. You, you are what you eat. What you drink. And, and, and again, people think, well, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to put on this. Well, you hope the only thing that happens to you is you get fat. You, that's what you hope happens because what's going to happen worse than that is you're going to destroy your brain. Yeah. Oh. I'm so glad we've had this conversation. And I hate to say this, but we're out of time. <laughs> so before I let you go, Scott, where can people find you? Oh, I'm easy to find. ScottWarwick.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-A-R-R-I-C-K. ScottWarwick.com. Everything. And actually, uh, under my free resources, I've got free videos where people can learn a lot of stuff about their human brain and how to take care of it and things like this. So, um, oh, the books are there, videos are there. There's all kinds of things that I give away because I'll tell you, I'm, I'm 63. Uh, I'm going to try to stay in as good a shape as I can to keep doing this and spreading this. But I will tell you point blank, I do not want to see the world in the shape it is right now when I die. Yeah, I'm doing everything I can to get this message out. You know what people are, and I'm seeing this a lot in social media memes. I'm online a lot because I'm a web developer and I handle mm -hmm. client social media. I have to be out there poking around to see what's going on. And all of a sudden, I've noticed that people are going back to the 70s and showing pictures of people on beaches and nobody was fat. There were no fat kids. There were no, oh, yeah. you know, and now they're thinking, huh, I wonder what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, 
What are you putting in your body? That's a lot of what happened. Listen, before I let you go, Scott, do you have any kind of last minute thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience? Just number one thing, get a good environment for yourself at home, but oh my gosh, at work. If you've got bullies at work, have your boss, have the owner listen to this podcast so that they understand, hey, CEOs can get brain damage and uh, Alzheimer's too. It's in everyone's interest to have a tolerant, safe environment. And maybe only 20, 25% of our environments are indeed safe, where people go walking into work on the balls of their feet. And that's got to change. And hopefully people will be more aware of it and say, listen, you know, bullies... They exist, but you don't have to tolerate them. I don't. Oh, I, I will never let you have believe tolerated you. a bully. I'll let you believe what you believe you believe. I run into people from the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> Power to you, okay? Uh, I'm on the side of NASA that says, not flat. We check. Okay, that's <laughs> where I am. But honestly, I am not going to ever control your beliefs, no matter what they are. But I will control your behavior. They are separate. You it's a funny when you talk about flat earth because I was reading something last night and I'll have to paraphrase it because I was trying to fall asleep. But yeah. basically, you know, that you see a cross and it's always typically it's you know on, on top of a globe, right? Yeah. If you see you'd never see a cross on top of a pancake. So I'll leave you with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Scott, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being, you know, with me today and, and for sharing your information and listen to our audience. As we conclude today's episode, your feedback means a lot to me. And if you found the show helpful, please support us with a quick review on iTunes because your input is it's vital to me and my mission to inspire and empower more individuals. So don't hit, forget to hit subscribe. Leave a review and share your partner in Success Radio with friends and colleagues. And be sure to go find Scott Warwick on the web and connect with him. And thank you for tuning in. Scott, again, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you sending the book. Oh, it's all my pleasure. Thank you. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.